0: This morning's scripture reading is from Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 1 through 9. These are the commands, decrees, and laws the Lord your God directed me to teach you to observe in the land that you are crossing the Jordan to possess, so that you, your children, and their children after them may fear the Lord your God as long as you live by keeping all his decrees and commands that I give you and so that you may enjoy long life. Hear, Israel, and be careful to obey, so that it may go well with you, and that you may increase greatly in a land flowing with milk and honey, just as the Lord, the God of your ancestors, promised you. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them down on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. Here ends the lesson. Please be seated.
1: Good morning. I'm Pastor Tim. If we haven't met, welcome to Alleluia. Uh, if we haven't met, I'd love to meet you, so uh, I'll be in the uh, gathering area after the service. Come up, say hi to me. I uh, would love to, to meet you and, and get to know who you are a little bit. Welcome uh, to Worship Everybody. So glad you're here today. If you haven't been with us the last two weekends, uh, we're in a sermon series called Parenting Ain't Easy. If you agree with that title, can I get an amen from you right now? Amen. You might have heard about the young mom in the grocery store with her little daughter sitting in the cart, you know, facing her. And they're walking down an aisle and the mom is speaking out loud in the store. Christy, hang in there. We're almost through. Christy, I know you're upset. Don't cry. I'll get you a treat when we're done. Oh, Christy, come on. Be patient. Now, another mom, a little older, is down the way and she hears every word and she goes, Oh, honey, I've been there. She goes, How old's little Christy? And the mom goes, Little Christy? That's Chloe. I'm Christy. <laughs> Parenting ain't easy. And if you haven't been with us, uh, we launched a series looking at. Nurturing all of God's children, not just our biological children. The community of faith is called by God to be witnesses to all children in the world, nurturing them in faith. Last weekend, we talked about avoiding the comparison game, the getting into comparing our kids to each other and to other children. As challenging as that is and as easy as that is, God calls us to look at their character more than their achievements, to be guardians of their hearts as parents more than just cheering them on for the trophies of life. Today, as you see on the screen, we're going to talk right at this issue today of raising our kids in Christian faith. At Alleluia, we are unapologetic about our Mission to do this in our kids' lives. I want to start with a quote, put it on the screen for you. It's by Johann Wolfgang von Gotha. And if I'm German, I want that name, right? That's a name. But he says, he's the 18th century uh, author uh, and statesman from Germany. He says, Instruction does much, but encouragement does everything. Instruction does much, it's good. Encouragement does everything. How does this connect to us as parents raising our kids in the faith? I want to share a clip from an older movie uh, back in, uh, decades ago now, believe it or not, but it's called Parenthood. Uh, TV sitcoms spun off of this and TV shows, but um, the movie original had Steve Martin as a father struggling with being a parent. He's talking to his wife. She wants a fourth child. He, they have three. He's struggling. His, you know, his whole life depends on whether his kid has caught a pop fly or not in <laughs> and, and his little league game. And grandma is lurking nearby. And grandma steps into the conversation and does some instruction and some encouragement. Let's see what happens. Dave called. He was crying. He actually cried. He said if I'd come back, they'd give me a corner office with new furniture and a raise. Like, that's supposed to make up for everything. I couldn't think. I was still high from the Little League game. Isn't that demented? That a grown man's happiness depends on whether a nine-year-old catches a (laughs) pop-up? I mean, what if he missed? But he didn't. But he could have. But he didn't. But he could have. But
0: he didn't, kill. <laughs> you threw him 12 million pop-ups in the backyard, you cut the odds considerably. If you hadn't, ow, ow.
1: But there's three of them. And you want to have four. And then the fourth one could be Larry. And they're gonna do a lot of things. I mean, baseball's the least of it. And then all those things, sometimes they're gonna miss
0: sometimes they won't
1: sometimes they will sometimes they they will what do you
0: want me to give you guarantees these are kids not appliances life is messy i
1: I, I hate messy It's, it's it's so messy
0: you know when i was 19 grandpa took me on a roller coaster oh up down up down oh what a ride
1: what a great story
0: I always wanted to go again you know it was just interesting to me that a ride could make me so so frightened so scared so sick so so excited and and so thrilled all together some didn't like it they went on the merry-go-round that just goes around nothing I like the roller coaster you get more out of it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well I'll be seeing you in the car she's a very smart lady come on Taylor your ears are ready
1: yeah a minute ago I was Really confused about life, and then Grandma came in with her wonderful and affecting roller coaster story, and now everything's great again.
0: I happen to like the roller coaster, okay? concerned, your grandmother is brilliant. Come on, Taylor! Come on, hurry up!
1: Yeah, if she's so brilliant, how come she's sitting in our neighbor's car? (laughs) Grandma instructs. Grandma encourages. Gil's wife does the same thing. Parenting ain't easy. Raising our kids in faith ain't easy. Why should we and how can we? Let's look at those two questions together. Moses in our base text for today, does both of these things. He instructs God's people in our text and he encourages them. He instructs them about God's will and ways and laws, but he encourages them. Because the context for today's scripture is, God's people Israel had been delivered from slavery in Egypt, from Pharaoh, had crossed the Red Sea miraculously, had been wandering in the wilderness, the desert, For 40 years, which is biblical speak for a really long time, decades. And Moses knows now they're about to take the promised land that God promised to them. And in that context, he's trying to encourage them, to instruct them to remember God's laws that he had given them for order and for a full life and for this incredible relationship with their creator, this covenant relationship with God the Father and they as his children. Moses was instructing and encouraging. If you have your Bibles, would you join me back in Deuteronomy 6? If you want to get up and grab one of our worship Bibles, they're in the back for you. You can just get up and get one of those. Deuteronomy is the fifth book in your Old Testament. We heard these verses earlier, but let's go over the first few verses again. Moses speaking to God's people in the context of about a people nearing to enter the promised land. But make no mistake about it, God's word today speaking to you and me right here, right now. These are the commands, decrees, and laws. Verse 1, The Lord your God directed me to teach you to observe in the land that you are crossing the Jordan River to possess so that you, your what? Your children. Everyone say children. And they're, they're what? children after them may fear the Lord your God. This is a generational thing. As long as you live by keeping all his decrees and commands that I give you, Moses, says, and so that you may enjoy long life. Hear, Israel, and be careful to obey so that it may go well with you and that you may increase greatly in a land flowing with milk and honey, just as the Lord, the God of your ancestors promised you, a land flowing with milk and honey. When's the last time you needed a shower? You know, you worked out, you were in the yard, you exercised, you, you, just, you, you were just a mess. Your clothes felt gross, you were gross, you just were like, man, I need to freshen up. Now rewind the tape to Israel wandering in the desert for 40 years. Talk about being in need of freshening up, huh? Think about that, maybe it was just the other day you needed a quick shower. They've been out wandering for 40 years and they hear about a land flowing with milk and honey. That's a, I'd be like, I'm in, let's go. We're about to cross the river, go into the promised land, a land flowing with milk and honey. That sounds great. It sounds wonderful, let's go. But before that, Moses is instructing and encouraging. You've got to remember God's will, his ways, his laws, his guidelines, because when you go in there, you need to remember them and teach them to your children and your children's children as long as you're in this land. Back in college, I was an intramural basketball ref for pizza money. Five bucks an hour, five bucks, the games were on the hour, I tried to get three games in a row, 15 bucks, I get a medium pizza back in the day, one topping for five bucks from Pizza Patrol or Giovanni's, that was a college town pizza deal. Five bucks, anyone remember that? Okay, no one remembers that, but I did. All right, you remember that. Phone rings in my dorm. I pick it up. Tim, uh, would you be interested in refing an intramural volleyball game? I'm like, yeah, five bucks. Let's go. Can you run over here? Because the ref who's supposed to show it didn't show up. Great. I grabbed my whistle. I had a whistle. Run over. Said, I'm here. Let's go. Start this game. Now, you think I'm making this up, but I'm not. It was some of the guys from the football team against some of the guys from the hockey team. Now if you know anything about our family, you know we're a volleyball family now. I married into that and our kids had played volleyball. I didn't know anything about volleyball. Not a thing. I played it in my youth group. We played it in the parking lot. All I knew was this. The ball can't hit the ground and each side gets three hits. That's what I knew. I'd ask another ref nearby, what do they, what's the score go up to? I didn't know anything, but I didn't care. I was getting five bucks. Start this thing and right away, five minutes in, I knew I was in way over my head. They're yelling at me. I don't know about illegal hits. I didn't know you couldn't put your arm in the net. I didn't know you couldn't run under the net and take out the players on the other team. I didn't know any of this stuff. And I'm not joking, blood was shed that night, my friends. Blood was shed on that court. No thanks to me. Or thanks to me. Fifteen minutes in, a classmate, she runs up to the court. She goes, I'm here. And I'm like, what? She goes, I'm supposed to be roughing. I'm like, thank you, Jesus. Miracle. She goes, do you mind if I take over? And I'm like, take over, please takes charge, she's playing, she plays on the te- ball team at Concordia, she's getting order, they now you know the rules, everything's going well, and I just sort of quietly drift away in shame and humility back to my dorm. Now let me ask you a question with an obvious answer. Which of the two refs in the intramural game, which of the two settings provided the players on the court a better and, and more fun experience playing within the rules of the game, with the order of the game. Which one? Duh! Moses, to God's people. We're going in to this land. There's some rules from God who gifted us with this. We can go in without rule. You can go in, you know, anything goes, or, or we can listen to God's ways. About having no other gods, about remembering Sabbath, about honoring parents, about not stealing, about not lying, and the list goes on and on. Which of those two scenarios for God's people would be best? Teach them to your children. Raise your children in the faith and their children's children. Pass this on. This is God's thing. This is timeless. We're sitting here today now in 2019. These these laws, these Ten Commandments and God's heart for us and his will for us have not changed. The world changes around us but God does not change. His love does not change. His, His laws do not change. And they're heading in. Proverbs 22, 6 says this. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when she's old, she won't, she won't depart from it. A lot of you have had this experience in your own life as adults. You were maybe raised in the church. You maybe got con- confirmed and you went through that upbringing and then there was this season in your life of drifting away from faith and drifting away from God and your relationship with God. And, and a lot of us call that time college. And then we went on and we realized in our young adult life, there's more to life than this. There is a creator and he loves me. His son died for me. And as we become parents, we realize how important it is to regain that and raise our children, knowing that. And passing it on. From generation to generation. Alleluia has a core value. If you've been hanging out with us for a while, I'll put it on the screen. Read it with me together. Here we go. Christian learning is lifelong and grounded in God's Word. One more time out loud, everybody. Christian learning is lifelong and grounded in God's Word. This is our, one of our three core values here. It's lifelong. It never ends. Adults, ask yourself this question today. Am I doing something in my life where I'm still growing and learning about my faith? Am I doing something in my life, in my routine, in my past? Am I still growing? We never stop learning. I never stop learning about Scripture. I never stop learning about my faith. This is why we have connect groups for adults. This is why we have adult learning opportunities. And we are unapologetic about competing for the hearts of our children and our youth and our adults to know God's love in their life. It's lifelong. It's grounded in God's Word. It's important for us to enjoy God's creation and the life God wants To have us live, it's all part of his creation and his plan for us. So why raise our kids in the faith? Well, Deuteronomy's text today answers it quickly. Moses says you'll have a lifelong faith. You'll have a long and healthy life. If people aren't stealing and killing and and coveting everyone else, you'll live a better life. You're going to get to live life in the promised land. We're not waiting to go in the promised land now, but we're waiting to enter God's heaven, his promised land of heaven. Living in God's covenant, that relational covenant between creator and created being, this incredible connection we have with God. This is what Moses was was telling God's people at this time. Well, how about today? Well, I'm going to start this list with this. The same as Deuteronomy's list. The same promises of God for His people through Moses are still applying to us. God wants us to to have this incredible covenant relationship with him. He wants us to know that we live in the promise of eternal life through faith in Jesus as Lord and Savior. The list is our list, but have you heard about the Harvard study that just happened in fall of 2018? It's pretty fresh. They they studied 5,000 adults, young adults, and they discovered that children who were raised in faith versus kids who didn't uh, grow up going to church and learning about God and his love for them, they had some incredible statistics. Let's look at the first thing. They discovered that 18% of the children who were raised in church, going to church, going to instruction, were happier as adults. One in five. Next, 30% were more likely to volunteer in their community because they grew up doing mission work through the volunteer work through their church. Next, 33% were less likely to do drugs as an adult. One in three, because they were raised in faith, said, no, I'm going to make this life choice. Next, they had more life satisfaction. Next, they're more able to process their emotions as adults. And the list goes on and on. They're less likely to have uh, sex at a younger age. They're less likely to have an STD. And the list goes on and on. I encourage you to go home and Google that study. Just type in Harvard study uh, going to church. And you'll see the data. It's unbelievable. And the, the overseers of the study came to the conclusion there's an obvious connection for people when they're raised in faith to have these factors be part of their adult life. It has everything to do with that connection to our Creator. So parents, I want you to lean in, just not physically, but lean in for this next statement. Parents are called and commanded by God to raise your children in faith. Scripture commands it. It's a calling, and it ain't easy. So how do we do it? Well, Moses provides the answer in verses four through nine of chapter six. He says, "Hear, O Israel! The Lord, your, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. This is the Shema. Everyone wants to say Shema. It's a good Hebrew word." Shema is the word for here. That's the first part of this uh, prayer, a, a very deep and, and, tr- and, and profound traditional prayer in Jewish faith, the Shema. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. This was important. They're going into this new land where there's a polytheistic setup. Everyone has a, multiple gods, and, and God through Moses is, I'm one God, and I'm the only God. And you need to know that when you go into this land. Six five. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. Who's heard that before? Jesus said it. He echoed the words of Moses in this text. In in the Gospels, he's asked, what's the greatest commandment? He says, you've heard it said. This is the greatest commandment. He says, and there's a second like it. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. 6, verse 6. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Verse 7. Impress them on your children. Talk to them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Look at this screen and press them on your children's hearts. How do we do this? Well, we're sitting down. I was raised in a family with two older brothers in a Christian home, and we had devotions at the kitchen table. Not every night, but every week a little devotional book that my parents used called Our Daily Bread and they would read from it and there was a little prayer, nothing too overwhelming for us as kids, just realizing how important it was. Impress them on your children when you're sitting down. When you're walking, when you're doing life, how many opportunities do you have with your children and grandchildren where you have an opportunity to talk about faith because life presents it? You're on a walk and you see beautiful flowers blooming in the spring and you say, and you say isn't God's creation amazing? Or you say, you know, does it, that kind of reminds me of the resurrection where things come back to life. When you lie down, our children had prayers, uh, with the little children's prayers. Uh, we we'd pray in their rooms with them at bedside. It's, it's getting a little awkward now with my 20-year-old college son. But anyway, no, we don't do that anymore. But here's the important part. Whether they're 16 or 6, what I say to my growing up children is, you know, at bedtime, I'll very often say, say your prayers. Say your prayers. Reminding them of the the importance of staying connected to their creator through prayer. And get up. It's Mother's Day. Allow me a quick Mother's Day uh, memory. My mom did a daily devotion in our home every day growing up. She would read scripture at the kitchen table. She would have her Bible. She'd be writing notes. And she would be praying. And I didn't think much of it as a kid. I just thought that's what mom does, I guess. But I went to visit her as an adult, and she's still doing it. And I realized as an adult how much that was a witness to me about her faith and the importance of that time with God's word in her life. When we get up, we can speak to our children and witness to our children, even without saying a word sometimes. Well, I want to encourage you parents and grandparents and and parent figures to be diligent in raising our children in the faith. I want to encourage you to remember our baptismal promises. In the waters of baptism, we ask parents and sponsors, are you going to bring your kids to God's house? And there's no uh, waiver on that end of that where we say on just Christmas Eve and Easter. We don't say that on the end. We say, are you going to bring your kids to God's house? And are you going to raise them in the faith? Are you going to teach them the Lord's Prayer and the Creed and and, and God's commands? And and are you going to put the Bible in their hands? And are you going to provide for their instruction in the Christian faith? And we want to encourage you parents uh, to continue to be diligent, about living out those promises with your children. There's a commandment in God's law. It's the fourth one in the Lutheran tradition. The laws that Moses is talking about in our scripture today, the ones we want to impress on our children's hearts. It's called it's honor your father and your honor your father and your mother. We're doing that today, aren't we? If your mom or grandma or a mother figure in your life are living, I want to give you uh, an assignment if you choose to accept it in conclusion here today. I want to encourage you to reach out to them and tell them the ways, well, tell them you're thankful for the ways they've raised you in the faith. I sent a text to, to my mom this morning, and I want to encourage you to do that. To honor your mom by by letting her know the ways she is raising you or has raised you in the faith. What a gift on this Mother's Day for them. A call, a text, a note, a card this week. Let them know how important it has been in your life. Can we pray? Lord, we thank you for your word that instructs us and encourages us as parents to impress on our children's hearts your love for them, your will for them. Lord, the easy way out, sometimes not to, not to worry about that or act on that because it's, it's difficult to keep at it, Lord. But empower us by your Holy Spirit to answer the call and the command to raise our children in the faith so that they may come to know you, so that they may come to know your love and the gift of your son, Jesus. It's in his name we pray and we all said together,